I never take a day off, work around the clock, my engineer getting paid off, rock like Ace Up, light the weed and take off, so high I cannot see, ate off, now I got these rappers all breaking up a sweat, cause every time I get up on the mic, I Welcome, welcome, welcome. I want to welcome you to yet another episode of the Unpopular Podcast. It's your boy Jalen. And football season's here. <laughs> football season starts on Thursday. I believe the first game is the Chiefs and the Houston Texans. And I'm excited, man. I mean, I'm, I, I'm a big basketball fan. We all know. But, you know, we love sports, man. And we love football. And I'm excited, man. I'm excited to see how the NFL is going to deal with what's going on inside to see football, man. It's football. But before we get to football, let me talk about opportunity. Opportunity is something that when it comes, you have to grasp it. You know, opportunity is something that one, it has to be the right opportunity. And two, you have to, you know, opportunity should be fair. It should be fair. Now, of course, opportunity isn't always fair, but it should be fair. But like I said, when opportunity comes, you should grasp it because there are times and there are opportunities that only come once in a lifetime. And there are only there are some opportunities that only come and will never come again, which is pretty much once in a lifetime. <laughs> but let me how do I say I start by why did I say that? So. Last week, Steve Nash got hired as the coach for the Brooklyn Nets, the new coach for the Brooklyn Nets. They were interim head coach was Jacques Vaughn. And here's what I say about opportunity. Like I said, when opportunity presents itself, usually you have to grasp it or usually you should grasp it if it's the right opportunity for you. Here's the thing about opportunity, though. To me, opportunity should be if there's not if, if if there's a if there's a chance for something right it should be fair for most people you know and i say that to say congratulations to steve nash getting his first head coaching job i think that it'll be a great first job you already have a prior history with kevin durant dating back to golden state days you know, Kyrie Irving, he's a point guard, so hopefully he'll be able to, or a former point guard, so hopefully he'll be able to connect better with Kyrie Irving. Um, it's a young, hungry team. We saw what they did in the bubble. We saw what they did this year. And, you know, you got some really good pieces. You got Spencer Dinwiddie. You have uh, Jared Allen. You had Karis LeVert. You know, you have really good pieces. So, shouts out to Steve Nash. And do not hear me when, I, as I continue, don't, don't think I'm not excited about Steve Nash being a head coach. I think, you know, Steve Nash is one of those people from what what what's been reported. He is a basketball savant. Of course, like I said, he's a two-time MVP. He he's one of the greatest point guards to ever play. And I think he will be very good as a head coach for the Brooklyn or as the new head coach for the Brooklyn Nets. Do not hear me say I'm I don't I'm not upset that he got picked up. But here's what I will say. And here's what it goes back to opportunity. You have you have coaches, right? Who everywhere they go, I'm not going to say everywhere. Everywhere they go, they have they run into issues. You have coaches where 
they have losing records attached to them. Yet and still, they continue to get job after job after job. Then you have some coaches, or then you have some people, let's say this, that might not get the same opportunity as those people, but should. Jock Vaughn was a very, was a, yes, he was an interim coach, but he was a very good coach. You know, he, we saw what the Nets did in the, uh, in the bubble. Nobody expected the Nets to be anywhere close to good. Nobody expected the Nets to go five and three. Of course, nobody expected the Nets to, you know, without KD, without Kyrie, without Spencer Dinwiddie, without uh, DeAndre Jordan. Nobody would expect them to compete how they did. Now, yes, they got swept out of the playoffs. But again, when you when you're missing four of your top five players, it's going to be a tough sledding. Which is why I said maybe a couple episodes ago, I would give the bubble coach of the year, like coach of the bubble, I would give it to Jock Vaughn because nobody would have expected what we got from Brooklyn. Yet and still, Jock Vaughn got demoted back to assistant coach, I believe. And in fact, when the report came out saying the only way they would have reconsidered keeping Jock Vaughn as a head coach is if they had to convince or if, if Steve Nash changed his mind, because Steve Nash pretty much already had the job. Apparently we have Mark Jackson. We saw now. Yes, Mark. Now, yes, the, the golden state warriors did take off after, you know, after Mark Jackson left and Steve Kerr came in. However, Mark Jackson built that dynasty that was the Golden State. Now, yes, again, Steve Kerr kind of unlocked their offense and getting KD definitely helped. But Mark Jackson was the building blocks or or helped build that roster. And of course, I think due to some religious beliefs in some way that he he operates the team, he can't even get a an interview Chauncey Billups is trying to get a head coaching job Ty Lue who I might be a little skeptical on Ty Lue but Ty Lue is a champion he's an NBA champion as a player and as a coach he led the team to come back from a 3-1 deficit and I think right now from what I've heard he's in the run like he's pretty much it's kind of signed, sealed, and delivered from what I heard. I could be wrong. But signed, sealed, and delivered that he will be the head coach of the 76ers. But if that's not true, it's like, what I'm saying is there is a lot of African-American coaches that have yet, or or if they mess up once, and even if they don't mess up, there's always somebody behind or or, or waiting to take their spot. Or there's our, a he, the black head coach just doesn't get an opportunity. Like, I don't know why Jock Vaughn couldn't remain the head coach, especially what we've seen in the bubble. Again, congratulations and shouts out to Steve Nash for being the head, uh, new head coach of Brooklyn. I'm not saying that was a bad hire. I'm not saying he's not a worthy coach. But what I'm saying is, 
there there are other there are other people that may have been or may maybe should have been considered before Steve Nash. No, I don't think Steve Nash would be bad. No, I don't think Steve Nash will will will. I I don't think he'll struggle, especially with the talent that he has coming to on the or that's on the team. But you know, uh, you know, I just think sometimes. Or, you know, sometimes African-Americans, especially in the coaching field, has a shorter leash or maybe not a leash at all than their Caucasian counterparts. So and moving forward, uh, since we're going to we're going to just get the basketball out the way right now, because this is going to be mostly a football pot or football episode. Um, Giannis, the Bucks right now are down three one. Giannis uh, re well he injured his ankle in game three, but re-injured in game four. More than likely he won't game play game five. Meaning I think this is it for um the Bucks. I think this is it for the Bucks. I don't think the Bucks have enough to to not only beat the Heat next game, but beat the Heat three more times. I just don't see it. There's a reason why no team has ever come back from 3-0. And here's what I say about Giannis. There's a lot of speculation going around saying that Giannis might demand a trade. Giannis might leave. They're saying that Toronto um, or Miami or OKC should be his destinations. Here's what I say about this. If I was Giannis, and I want to demand a trade. One, I would look at the landscape of the league. I would look at one. Who, who? What do I need around me? I need a shooter. Oh, I need shooters. I need a capable big man. I need someone that, or I need a place where I don't have to be as ball dominant as I am now because as we see especially in the playoffs it doesn't work as it does in or as the same way it does in the playoff I mean in the regular season I would want veteran leadership I would want a place where it gives me a better chance because there's no reason to me there's no reason to go to a team that doesn't give you a better chance to win a championship than the team you have now I mean you're the Bucks was the number one, or right now is the number one seed in the Eastern Conference. I wouldn't go to a team that doesn't give me a better shot to win the championship. I would want to go to a team where I'm not the only star. Right? I mean, we can we can talk about you know Chris Middleton had a really good game, but he also did play I think 45 or 46 minutes. Uh, but Chris Middleton has struggled in these playoffs. Don't don't get it confused. Don't get last last game confused. He's really struggling in these playoffs. I would want to play with somebody that I don't have to worry, you know, if there's and even if that person does struggle, there was people next to him or even if my budding star or I could I Let me just say it. I'll just say it. If I was Giannis and I was demanding a trade, there there would only be one place I would I would demand a trade to. And that, as as scary as it sounds, and as a lot of people wouldn't like that, e hell, I'm a Wizards fan, and I, you know, it, it'll hurt. But 
there's only one place I if I was Giannis, I would demand a trade. If I was going to demand a trade, I would demand a trade to one place and one place only, and that is Golden State. One, we see, you know, we see, we saw how beneficial, all right, going to Golden State was for KD. No, I'm not saying KD needed Golden State, but actually, for what KD needed or wanted, he needed Golden State. KD wanted a ring. KD wanted, he didn't want to, to have to be the only person that can create a shot. He didn't want to have to be the only person uh, with the game on the line. To, to, to He doesn't want to face double teams because he might be the only offensive, well, reliable offensive weapon. So the marriage between KD and Golden State helped KD and helped Golden State immensely. Imagine how that would help Giannis. Now, you're probably thinking, Jay, what the hell? That'll just break the league again. Or that'll just that'll just make Golden State the perimeter favorite yet again. And that is true. But we have to think, these players don't really get... Like, if you're making a move like that, you're making it for a reason. You're making it because you want to win a championship. And that gives you the best shot to win a championship. Think about it. Instead of when Giannis, if Giannis drives down the lane, right? You kick right. Instead of instead of it being George Hill, it's Steph Curry. Okay, that's not open. You kick left. Instead of it being Wesley Matthews, it's Clay Thompson. Okay. You 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 don't got that. You kick it. You kick it back. Instead of it being Brooke Lopez, who was a really good shooter, don't get me wrong, is Draymond Green, who can open up an offense even more. See, I say it like this. Yes, you'll probably have to, you know, probably, you'll have to give up Andrew Wiggins. You'll have to give him the number two overall pick. But is Andrew Wiggins in the number two overall pick anywhere, like combined, anywhere close to as good as Giannis would be? And if you look at a Giannis standpoint, will you play with a player is there a player out there right now when they're at, like, like I hear people saying he want to go to the heat. He might want to go to the heat. I get that. But is there any player on the heat that is better or any, anywhere close to Stephen Curry? Is there anywhere, anybody on the, the, the Toronto Raptors? That's another team I hear. Is there, an, is there anyone on the Toronto Raptors better than Clay Thompson? Talking about OKC outside of Chris Paul. Is there any player better than Stephen in fact, no. Is there any player, including Chris Paul, better than Steph Curry and better than Klay Thompson? What I'm saying is this. I'm not, I'm not now, look, don't hear me say, I'm not speculating that, you know, Giannis is leaving. That's what a lot of people are saying. I don't know. Who knows? I hear a lot of people saying that's not in Giannis's nature to demand a trade. Hell, I don't know. But I do know that this will be, what, the third year that... Milwaukee has enough to make it and come and 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 come short in a very embarrassing way. It's like and 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 take out Giannis's sprained ankle out of it. Even before then, he wasn't. You know, it. There should be no reason. Hell, a lot of people had the Bucks winning the championship. Now they're not even going to make it out the second round because they ran into a, a 
team that one isn't scared of them two understand how to play them and three understand how how to play and guard Giannis imagine how imagine how open the floor would be you know if if Giannis wasn't even the the number one player on the team if if you had to worry about Steph and Clay and Draymond and uh what Eric Pascal or Kavon Looney you know what I'm saying like just that's just something to think about something to think about but let's go over to football let's go over to football let's go over to football football is here on Thursday and I'm excited man I'm excited and before we start you know there was some there was some people that that got some that got some big contracts big contracts Deshaun Watson got paid I think four years 160 million extension Keenan Allen got paid he got I don't remember how much it is but he got extended and now the question you know anytime a quarterback or somebody else gets signed the question is always what about Dak is Dak gonna get signed you know we saw we saw Patrick Mahomes get an extension or get the biggest contract in NFL NFL history. What about Dak? We saw Travis Kelsey get paid. What about Dak? Now we see Deshaun Watson get paid. What about Dak? Here's 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 what I say about this. These are two separate people. <laughs> and of course that's obvious, but when you're thinking about Dak Prescott and Deshaun Watson, one, you have to think about the markets that they hold and the markets that they carry. There's a lot of people that think Deshaun Watson could be a top seven or eight quarterback in the league. I don't know anybody except maybe people outside of Dallas and Skip Bayless that thinks that Dak Prescott is a top 10 quarterback. There's people that think Deshaun Watson at his best with help, and I'm one of those people with help, could be a top five player. You know, with a good offensive line, with pieces, even though I don't know, you know, giving up your best wide receiver and getting in return a running back. I don't know how that's going to help. But Deshaun Watson most definitely deserved that extension. I don't know if Dak Prescott deserves a big contract. I've been saying this time and time again. When you're when you're known for beating trash teams but coming up short against the playoff caliber teams, that says something. And I think that's the biggest reason why Dak Prescott has yet to have, you know, he's still franchise tagged. And he's expecting Patrick Mahomes money. Ain't no ain't no way he's getting Patrick Mahomes money. And honestly, I don't even know. Now again, we're gonna have to see this year, but I don't even know if he deserves Deshaun Watson money. Four years, 160 million, and I think that makes him the third highest paid quarterback. I don't I I don't see it. I don't I don't see it, man. I don't see it. But again, we'll have to wait and see. So but Again, I did want to say, you know, congratulations to Deshaun Watson for getting your extension. Congratulations to anybody that got paid this 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 off season. You know what I mean? It's 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 always a beautiful thing <laughs> seeing people get paid. But moving forward, what I wanted to do, you know, with with football season coming, I wanted to give ten bold predictions. Ten bold predictions, and my my tenth or my last prediction will be 
who goes to the Super Bowl and who wins it, in my opinion. Now, of course, they can all. This can all change. The season hasn't even started yet, but this can all change uh, throughout the season. Uh, I can be wrong. I can be right. It's just my opinion. If you have an opinion, leave it in the comments. Let me know. If you have a bold prediction, leave it in the comments. Let me know, and we'll talk about it. But these are my bold predictions. Let's start with number ten. We all know the roller coaster that happened with Antonio Brown. We know what happened with Antonio Brown's exit to, from the Steelers, exit from the Raiders, exit from the Patriots. We know the chatter that was around him throughout this entire offseason, even though he wasn't on a team. And now we know, at least for right now, the at least at minimum, he is going to be suspended for eight games, meaning he's available for another eight games. And I think, for my 10th prediction, that the Seahawks will sign Adrian, I mean, will sign Antonio Brown. Here's what we know about the Seahawks. Outside of Russell Wilson, the Seahawks have one of the worst offenses, at least football, pro football focus, or at least NFL.com ranks, one of the lowest offensive lines and the, I think, worst defensive line. So what 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 I what I usually see with see with the Seahawks they continuously try to bring or they 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 try to bring pieces for Russell Wilson. You know, we even see them going to re-sign once he gets re-enlisted in the league, they're going to re-sign Josh Gordon. And I think bringing on Antonio Brown just as another piece. Yes, you're not going to get him for a minimum 8 games, but that's still Antonio Brown. Now it's going to take a minute to 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 get reacclimated in the league, but at his best, we know Antonio Brown is one of, if not the best wide receiver in the league, and historically one of the best wide receivers to ever play. So, for my tenth, I think that pairing, I think that Antonio Brown will get signed by the Seahawks by the end of the season, and just gives Russell Wilson another weapon. Number ten, I mean number nine. I have Cam Newton's going to have a great season. However, the Patriots will miss the playoffs. I think, you know, we, we, we've seen the videos uh, that Cam Newton's put out. Cam Newton, at his best, you know, we a lot of people want to bag on Cam Newton, which is understandable because of the struggles that he's dealt with. But a lot of people don't want to discuss those struggles have also been in part because of injury. This is the first year in a while that he's he's healthy. I think this is the first year since like 2008 or early 2018. And even in 2018, we saw before he got injured, before his shoulder injury, how, you know, he was he was the most accurate he's ever been. He was leading the Panthers to another playoff berth and then he got injured. I think his pair with Bruce with Bruce Bell, ooh, my goodness, with uh, Bill Belichick, I think his pairing with the, you know, Josh McDaniels, I think that's going to do wonders for Cam Newton. I think he's going to have an incredible season, and especially when you're going into a season with a chip on your shoulder, I think there's nothing but the sky is the limit for Cam. However, the Patriots have the most players opt out due to, you know, fears of, of the virus or other family issues. And because of that, they have some big names, especially on the defense, like Hightower. And and they they have some big, big names opt out. 
and because of that, I don't know if they ha- not to mention there's a lot of off there's a, they don't really have a lot of offensive pieces outside of you know they did just cut uh, Muhammad Sanu, so that takes another weapon from uh, Cam Newton. But you have Nikhil Henry. We have to see how he does. We have Julian Edelman. Outside of that, you you, you know James White. But outside of that, you don't really have much. So because of that, I don't know if the pieces around him will help propel the Patriots to another uh, playoff berth. So for my ninth prediction, Cam Newton will have a great season. However, the playoffs, I mean, Patriots will miss the playoffs. Number eight, we all know it's fun to say the Cowboys will win the Super Bowl. I don't know why a lot of people say the Cowboys will win the Super Bowl. A lot of people say that. Um, this is the Cowboys. It's, that's that's almost every year you hear the this is the Cowboys year, and it's always funny to see the Cowboys at the end of the season go eight and eight. But from my number eight or for my eighth prediction, I believe the Cowboys will finish nine and seven. I think the the Dak contract is going to weigh on them. I think C.D. Lamb is going to be uh, good, but I don't know if they have enough on the defensive side that can really propel the offensive side. We all know about how hot and cold uh, Amari Cooper can be. If he's on fire, he's on fire, but he can disappear. I do want to see a bounce-back year from Zeke. And and it's really up to Dak, man. I think that the Cowboys will finish 9-7, and seven, and I don't think that they will make the playoffs because I think, you know, with everyone healthy, the Eagles are going to have a better season. And that's in their that's in their division. I don't I don't I think in the conference, you know, the NFC is the strongest conference in my opinion right now and I don't see them I don't see a 9 and 7 record making the playoffs. So for my eighth prediction, I have the Cowboys finishing 8 or 7 or 9 and 7, sorry. Uh my seventh prediction is every offensive rookie will Every offensive rookie will struggle this year. We just talked about CeeDee Lamb, but one thing that we know about the league and one thing that we know, especially from offense, on the offensive side of the ball, is reps matter. And one of the only ways to one of the only ways to get better is more reps and preseason and learning your offense and playing you know getting a familiarity or getting offensive players getting familiar with each other with COVID and with everything going on that has drastically changed the offseason that's drastically changed mini camps that's changed there's no preseason and I think that you know you're gonna see especially the quarterbacks you know we're gonna see Joe Burrow uh struggle we're gonna see Tua even though he's a backup we're gonna see him struggle we're gonna see some some wide receivers you know, Judy's might struggle. Henry Ruggs might struggle. Uh, CeeDee Lamb, I think, is going to take a minute. Even though CeeDee Lamb is a stud and all of them are studs, I think it's going to take a minute to to under, to really understand. I think, you know, preseason to me is more important for rookies than anybody. I don't really think that vets need a preseason. But rookies, this preseason is most important for rookies. Yeah, it doesn't give you an exact exact feel of how fast the game is or how how up like how how different it is from college but it definitely gives you a a sense of okay this isn't college anymore you know you have dbs that's faster than running backs you have cornerbacks that 
are as fast, if not faster than wide receivers. You have you have uh, safeties that are faster than running backs. So it's like I think the preseason is what's the preseason is way more important to rookies than anything else. And with that, not uh, with there being no preseason, with there being a modified training camp, with there being a, a, a crazy offseason, I think that you will see a lot of rookies struggle especially the offensive side of the ball. Now, don't get me wrong. I think defensive players will – defensive rookies will struggle as well. However, I think that the game is a lot tougher for offensive players, especially offensive players that have everything that's going on this offseason than for defensive players. Because I look at Joe Burrow. I think Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow will struggle a lot more than a Chase Young. I think that Judy and CeeDee Lamb – will struggle and have to learn more than a Chase Young. And because of that, like I said, for my seventh, I believe, yes, seventh, every offensive rookie will struggle this year. That's just my opinion. Six, I have the Cleveland will make the playoffs, and Pittsburgh will not. I think the AFC North, I mean, and I say that to say, we all know who's going to, to me, we all know who's going to be the top of the AFC North. That's the Ravens. I don't see any team in the AFC North even coming close it's just the next few I think with the pieces that Cleveland have has you know Odell Beckham Jarvis Landry you have Nick Chubb now you you, Austin Hooper I think the reason you know we just talked about offensive rookies you know struggling one thing that Cleveland has and it doesn't have like an offensive rookie but one thing that Cleveland has is most of the players that are on that team you played with last year, and they struggled last year. But you, you know, oh, Baker Mayfield's getting to know Odell more and getting to learn Jarvis Landry more and understanding their tendencies. The offense is starting to gel. They definitely address. Now I'm not. I'm not too sure if they patched it up, but they definitely addressed the offensive line, which was to me their biggest issue last year. You know, you address or you strengthen your defense. I think that Cleveland has every piece to make the playoffs, and I think they will. I think that I don't know if they'll be. I, you know, I don't know. I don't think they're Super Bowl contenders, but I do think that they have enough. And I think Baker Mayfield, especially everything that we've heard coming out of this offseason, I think Baker Mayfield has the the pieces and has the mindset that this is the year to to turn it around. And I think they will. Now, on on, on top of that. I also said that the Pittsburgh Steelers will not make this playoffs, and here's why. Pittsburgh is getting older. Big Ben is coming off another injury. The defense, you know, you just re-signed Casey Hayward, which is a good re- or extend Casey Hayward, which is a good extension. But the defense, the defense is still okay. But it's it's just, it's getting it's an old team, and outside of what uh, Juju Smith and and James Conner, you don't really have much on the on the offensive side of the ball. And I think that, you know, we need to see what big men's going to look like coming back. We need to see how fast that defense is. Cause the defense was good last year. You do still have what, um, you do still have TJ Hawk, but, or TJ Watt. But I, I, I think out of that division, Cleveland has, has younger players, has best, better players, has faster players. And I think that it really depends on, 
honestly, for both of them, is, is how good will the quarterback be, especially with the pieces they have. And one quarterback has a lot more pieces than the other. So I, for my sixth pit or sixth prediction, I have Cleveland will make the playoff this year and Pittsburgh will not. For my, let me see, one, two, For my fifth uh, prediction, I say Green Bay will mirror last season. And here's what I'm saying: I don't think Green Bay will go 13 and three again. I don't, I don't, I don't see that. I, I, I'm predicting maybe, maybe closer to 11 and five. Uh, but I think Green Bay will mirror last season, and this is what I mean. I think that they they'll have some incredible, incredible, incredible wins. They'll they'll beat some big teams. They'll beat some really good teams. But the team, the 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 Super Bowl team or Super Bowl caliber teams that they face, I think that they'll struggle. And I don't think even with everything that which they didn't really do much, but even after this offseason, I don't think they're anywhere closer to being uh, as good as the 49ers. I don't know. If they're that, I don't know how good they are. I don't know if they're any closer being as good as the the Minnesota Vikings. I don't know how close to be, or or if they're any better than the Saints or the Bucks or or the Eagles. Like it's, I, I think that they'll have a really good off season, and I think that they'll have you know they'll definitely make the playoffs. But I think in the bit like. With Super Bowl contending teams, I think they're going to struggle because their defense is still iffy. And, you know, they didn't really help any offensively. So I think Green Bay will mirror last season. Again, I don't think they'll go 13-3, and but I do think that they will struggle against teams that have a far superior roster than them. So uh, my next prediction and this is, you know, starting to get a little heavy. Starting to get a little heavy. My next prediction is Russell Wilson will win his first MVP. I say that to say we see, we just talked about the 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 Seahawks have one of, if not the worst deep offensive line and the worst defensive line. Russell Wilson doesn't. I mean, outside of uh, Lockett and. DK Metcalf and Josh Gordon, whenever he gets reinstated, you don't really have many offensive weapons. Yes, you have uh, Chris Carson, but outside of that, you don't really have much else. And because of that, they're they're going to look for Russell Wilson, who is you know second or arguably the the best quarterback in the league. They're going to look for him to be to be captain save us. And the thing about Russell Wilson is he can do that. Now. The only caveat I have to this, I don't know how I don't know how much they're gonna weigh on the team record, uh, and I think that he's definitely gonna win them some games. He's definitely gonna get them uh, to the Super Bowl. Oh, not Super Bowl. <laughs> definitely gonna get them to the the playoffs. Um, and yeah, I, I think. I think um I think he's going to be great like like he usually is and it's to me criminal that he I don't think he's ever had an MVP vote. So I think that this will be the year he will win the MVP. Cuz he deserves it multiple times but you know he just doesn't want it. So uh yeah, that is my prediction. 
Russell Wilson will win the MVP. My next prediction is Jadavion Clowney will regret signing to the Texans. And here's why I'll say that. Jadavion Clowney, at his best, is one of the best defensive players in the league. However, when you look at the teams that wanted him, you know, I think that he will not only make more of an impact on the Saints, but have a but he has a better shot of winning a championship with the Saints than he does with the Texans. Now, yes, the Tex or the Titans. Yes, the Titans did beat the Ravens last year, uh, and was had a lead against the Kansas City Chiefs. But do you really trust Ryan Tannehill to be your starting quarterback? Yes, we know how great uh, Derrick Henry is, and yes, we know how great that the def- the defense for the uh, Titans is and he's he's joining a great defense but I think he would do more or have more of an impact on the Saints than he would than he does the Texans so I think he's gonna yeah I mean I, I get I get I, I get I don't know if you're getting more money from the Texans I don't know what it is but I think that my next prediction is that Avion Clowney will regret signing with the Texans than he does then because I think he would have been better on the Saints, seeing as though their needs, his needs, his wants, you know what I mean? So my next prediction is Tampa Bay will drastically underachieve this year. Now, when I say underachieve, what do I mean? A lot of people think the Kansas, the Buccaneers are going to make it to the or win the Super Bowl. You know, when you get Tom Brady, when you get uh, Ron Cal- or Rob Gronkowski, now you get Leonard Fournette. You have Chris Godwin. You have Mike Evans. You have all these pieces. O.J. Howard is still on the team. You have all these pieces. The thing I – the re- here's – look. I kind of harken back, and this isn't – that's not the same, but I kind of harken back to – the Lakers, when they had Carmelo, when they had uh, Shaq, Kobe, Gary Payton, I I kind of harken back to that. When you have such a such a when you have a team, right, and you have so much talent built in, to me, it, it's going to take a minute for them to to gel to for them to get to know everything that they need to know. Oh, you also the Bucks also added Josh Rosen. As a um, backup, I think that they're going to be good. Don't get me wrong, but I still don't see them better. Cause and I, and I can't get out of my head how bad Tom Brady looked last year. Now a lot of people are saying it's because of the weapons that are that were around him. Okay, if that is the case, I'm rocking. I'm rolling. I'm not. I'm not saying you're wrong, but and I need to see. But you're coming off of Tom Brady who didn't look too good last year. You're coming off of. Uh, you're coming off of Rob Gronkowski. You didn't even play last year. So I I think that they're going to be really good. But when I say drastically unachieved, I, I think that they'll probably finish maybe 10 and 6. And I think that they'll, again, I still can't see them better than the Saints. I still don't see them better than the, the 49ers. I still don't see them better than some of the people that they're better than or some of the people that they're that people think they're better than. I don't see them. I don't see that. I see a lot of talent on paper, but I don't know how much this talent will gel. Now, if they gel and, and yeah, they haven't, let me say this, on paper, and if if all these pieces come together and play like at their te- 
uh, top top form, yes, they they clearly have enough to win a championship. If if last year's Tom Brady was a fluke and he's still the the Hall of Fame goat Tom Brady, then of course they and, and if Rob Gronkowski just need a year to recharge and he comes back as the usual Gronk that we know, yes, of course they can definitely win the championship and they they definitely to me would be a front runner. But I have to see first and. If Leonard Fournette comes and, and is the Leonard Fournette that we know from the Jacks, of course they have enough. Chris Godwin was one of the best uh, running or wide receivers last year. So was uh, Mike Evans. So I, we're going to see. But as of right now, I think that's just a lot of collective pieces together. And I don't know how much they fit together. But it's a lot of talent. So, you know, we'll have to see. But as of right now, I think that they will underachieve. So, and my last and final bowl prediction, it will be my Super Bowl prediction. First, I'll say who I have going to the Super Bowl. One, I have, you know, we, 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 we saw how the Chiefs were last year. We saw how great they were. We, we, we saw it, you know. But this year, I have the Ravens coming out of the AFC, and I have the Saints coming out of the NFC. And here's why. I think... Both of these teams are the most complete teams in their division or in their conference. Now, you can argue the, the, the 49ers. However, I think losing to Forrest Buckner will hurt. I think, you know, these players are a year older. I think that will probably be the biggest challenge to the Saints. However, I don't know if the 49ers have enough offensive power. Yeah, you have George Kittle. Uh, and and Jimmy Garoppolo at his best is is a great quarterback, but I don't know if they have enough pieces offensively that can match up with the Saints. Because I still like you know Drew Brees. I still like Michael Thomas. We need to see how the Alvin Kamara situation pans out. And this is barred that. This is barring Alvin Kamara being on the team and everyone being healthy. We I still like Emmanuel Sanders, like Jared Cook. Um, I think that the Saints have enough. And honestly, the difference to me between the Chiefs and the Ravens is the defense. I think the defense, the Ravens have a better defense than the Chiefs. And yes, it's still Patrick Mahomes against Lamar Jackson, but I think that the de- the the Ravens defense can and hopefully and maybe will do a better job at at least containing Russell. Will- I mean, no, uh, containing Patrick Mahomes than the Chiefs containing Lamar Jackson. And because of that, I think Lamar. I think the Ravens have the most complete team in the league, and that's why I think they will be going to the Super Bowl against the Saints. And that's why I have the Ravens winning the Super Bowl. I don't know how, but I think, you know, we've seen the leap from Lamar Jackson. We saw the disappointment uh, of last year. I think that everything that's happened this offseason with COVID and with uh, the mini camps and with the the lack of preseason, I think that with the, all the acquisitions they got as well as it's going to be uh, it's going to be different playing this year. I think camaraderie and and playing with a lot of players that you had last year is definitely going to help and the Ravens bring back most of their team now we know about the Earl Thomas situation but he's out of there so I think that the Ravens will win it all 
That's those are my ten poll predictions. I and my last one, like I said, the Ravens and the Saints will meet in the Super Bowl, and the Ravens will win it all. So. There you have it, guys. That has been this episode of the Unpopular Podcast. I appreciate you guys for listening. I love you guys. And let me know. that You know, I want you guys to comment. I want you guys to react. I want you guys to let me know. What are your bold predictions of the seasons? Do you agree with any or do you agree or disagree with any of my predictions? Do you, what do you, who, who do you have going to the Super Bowl? Who do you have winning the Super Bowl? How do you feel about the Cowboys? Like, I want to, I, I want more interactions. You know what I mean? So, hit me up. Let me know. Uh, again, I appreciate you guys. Love you guys. And until next time, much love. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm broken in pieces. Down to the soul. I know the whole world can feel it. I know that they can see it. Oh, I hate to admit that I need you, I need you, I need you Next to me You said that you would ride for me And I hear you But right now I need to feel you Right next to me Cause this is all I got, prove that you got me So if you say nigga, then I'ma say, is that a Ritz? Mm. Oh, 50 niggas dick, 100 niggas step, million man march, crack it, don't you start? Hold your head, guard your heart, hold your head. Uh. Nigga, get your bread, light your spark, strike your mark, life don't stop. So hold your head, guard your heart, hold your head. Conflicted in this free-based world to give and take, take. Cause I always rather give than to be the one saying thanks. Whoa. Conflicted like being signed to Yay and managed by Jay. Conflicted like being cool with Pusha and Drake. Damn. Conflicted like repping the city where I hardly stay. stay. Or knowing that you're wrong, but it's too hard to say. Hold your head, Hold your head. Guard, your heart. guard your heart. In my life, those were the hardest parts. Yeah. So many dark times, I wish I caught a spark Or learned I see an eye to eye could be fixed with a heart to heart So many lost, I feel lost, got me feeling like a real nigga Holocaust, got me mourning while it's dark Life eats you alive, we know how to be a meal Shit rather than see a meal, to make it out, you need a skill Yeah, Thought I was past my past, but let's be clear Objects in the mirror are closer than they appear Regretting everything and life is my only fear And you know what they say about not conquering fears if you don't, then they'll always be near Is that reminder in your ear? Shit that I ain't trying to hear uh, Hold your head Hold your head Guard your heart Guard your heart In my life, those were the hardest parts Or you mistake me falling down for falling off Or mistake me being soft for speaking from the heart I guess life hasn't taught you as much as you thought Instead of picking up your missing pieces, you pick me apart Boy, hold your head But guard your heart Got tired of white silence So the riot started and the robbers rob you wildin' cause your product gone. We mad at Eric Garner, Brianna, Gianna, Father gone. Yeah, a lot of trauma. We tired, exhausted. Ramias the prophet. Said it be a marathon. Seen all my dogs. Show me God was watching. Pandemic slowing them down. They fasted Ramadan. The land of 50 stars on Hollywood marching. White friends don't got us. I promise you, I block them. I'ma count my bread. 
I defied the odds And fuck this ain't quarterback Cause he ain't Saint Laurent Boy from here roaring out We on Pierre Moss If you leave Reebok We still bring on pumps And all the bras Yeah, I motivate I, motivate. I don't divide I'm 45 a coward For practice and otherwise A burnt nation Still it's under God Not going through the towel And I'm by my brother's side Your niggas be your niggas When you level up You see that your niggas and brothers Different when luck is up So I trust nothing This industry something My biggest rival is my mind Protecting my thoughts As well as my heart Honey niggas step Million man march Crack it up, you start Hold your head Guard your heart Hold your head uh, Nigga get your bread Light your spark, strike your mark Life don't stop, so hold your head Guard your heart, hold your head Yeah